Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Yes, hello everybody and welcome once again to Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast on what a magnificent day it is to be podcasting about the Olympics. Day one of Rio 2016 is over a golden day. It's amazing, it's awesome, it's great to be an Australian. You're listening to the only podcast right now recorded in the country that's leading the medal tally. That's right, in the Olympics right now, we don't need to compete anymore. It's done, it's over. In your face, Hungary. In your face, United States. I'm so excited I can't even say the word face. And in your face, South Korea, Australia, a golden day. We've already won a quarter of the medals, the gold medals that we won in London in one day. So uh, we're doing very well. And we've got a lot to cover in this episode, episode three of Off the Podium, to cover day one of Rio 2016. My name is Ben, and I too am proud as punch that I beat a guy that was tested positive in the swimming as well. That sounded better in my head. But uh, joining me also is a guy who is so excited for the fact that we've won gold medals on the opening day that he stopped watching the dressage to make sure that he could see us winning the gold medals. It's Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. It's good to be back. It's a great start to the Olympics. Um, when you're second in dressage, you've got to switch over for the first in the swimming. So, um, yeah, great start. Well, speaking of great start, we're also joined by a man who's so happy as well. He's thrilled. He's over the moon because Canada are in 17th place on the medal tally with a bronze medal. It is Mr. Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back to Off the Podium. We are on the board, and I have to repeat something that was said off air when uh, you know we were mentioning that Canada won a bronze and... You were. I said, well, it's not a gold, and you're like, well, a bronze is kind of like a gold to Canada in the Summer Olympics, which is 100% true. This was like uh, the greatest moment of the year in this country, and uh, I'm sure we have many more bronze to come. Yes, yes. Well, uh, I'm sure if we continue to do this show in two years' time for the Winter Olympics, you'll know uh, what it feels like to win all those medals, and we'll be on your position. Like, oh, we, we got seventh in the <laughs> slalom. Yay! We did well today. Um, but it's kind of interesting how that works. But, yeah. Yes, day one. What a day. Uh, 12 gold medals decided, and two of them were won by Australia. We should really start off with that, because we're literally recording this pretty much just after we've won our second gold medal and a world record to boot, the 4 by 100 metres relay in the swimming for Australia. We defended our gold medal from uh, London four years ago. Fantastic to see that and uh, great to see the girls uh, kicking some absolute butt in that. Also, uh, Australia won a gold medal in the 4 by 4, 400 metres. I can't talk. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> just uh, absolutely dominating in the pool there with uh, Mac Horton winning it. Um, great job there for Australia. And uh, also, I should mention, we won a bronze medal today as well uh, in the archery, which kind of came out of nowhere. I'm sure we'll talk about that. And uh, obviously for Canada, you guys got the uh, bronze in, well, we were behind us, of course, uh, Colin, but uh, we've got to cover... <laughs> Um, the fact that you did win a bronze medal, we did mention that. But um, great start. And uh, to start with you, Jared, we're Australian, we're proud, we're extremely happy and over the top that we uh, got these gold medals. Were you expecting us? I mean, Bruce McAvaney put the commentator's curse on the 4x100. We looked pretty um, like we might get the silver halfway through it, but we came through to win it. And um, then a bit of a surprise gold there for Mac at the same time. Yeah, I was definitely a little bit nervous in the relay. That um, gold medal was definitely kind of... Um, prematurely put onto the tally um, before the actual race. Um, but, yeah, it was just such a great tail end to that relay. Uh, and then getting the gold in the um, individual 400 metres was great as well. Um, yeah, really unexpected to kind of win that, and that looked a little bit touch and go there at the end. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, winning the relay was such a good thing because that was a little bit of um, us saving face, I suppose, at London after we did so bad in the swimming um, so for that to be an early event this year um, was just kind of the perfect way to, to kick things off. Now, I remember in London the fact that we sat on one goal, because we won, obviously, the 4 by 100 in London. I think we had won one gold medal for the entire first week of London and just remember sitting there going, come on, we've got to win another one, we've got to win another one, and we just kept winning silver after silver after silver. And I was I was worried halfway through that 4 by 100 I'm thinking, Bruce, you had to say it. You had to say it 24 hours ago. You couldn't just stick to your commentary about Aruba and the Beach Boys. You had to put the commentary curse on it and make sure that we lose it but it all came down to Bronte Campbell who just kicked some absolute ass in that third leg before Kate Campbell brought it home of course Emma McKeon and my new favourite athlete uh, of the Olympics can I just point out Britt Elmsley uh, we'll talk a lot about her this episode but um, we, we we did it world record as well uh, were we expecting the world record there Jared I mean we held world record so it's not really that exciting but I guess we'll take that at the same time yeah, definitely. I mean, we were a mile ahead of it. It's always tricky because you know that right at the end that world record's sort of going to come back um, close to your athletes, uh, and it's always a bit deceptive in swimming. But the fact that we could help hold on and get that as well was just a bonus. I know the commentators were talking about the world record maybe like halfway through the race, and I'm like, I don't care about the world record. Just give us that gold medal. But to get both, I mean, that's just a dream come true. And I have to say, we, we talked a little bit in our first episode about uh, post-race interviews with uh, Sally Pierce and Nee McLennan back in Beijing and some other ones, but we had two great post-race interviews I don't know if you were paying attention to those, Jared, particularly with the girls there afterwards. And um, I like the fact that Kate Campbell turned around to, uh, was it Katie Ledicki, the American uh, who she beat in that final leg? Great name, by the way. Um, She turned around when asked about the question about how she felt about her. Oh, she's dead to me. I knew I would win. (laughs) She might have been joking, but it was still a funny way of saying it. And earlier, when Mac Horton is being interviewed after winning his gold in the 400 metres. He turns around and says, it's a win for the good guys. It's a rival between me and athletes that have tested positive. Um, so he's already <laughs> shoving it up there. Australia's been extra cocky on day one. Uh, Jared, is this a bad sign for us or are we just going to take this and roll because it's fun? I think we're just going to roll with it. I think we didn't have the chance in London, so um, soaking it up while we can. I did love that um, 
the song to um, get the ro- girls ready for the race beforehand was Get Low, um, which is an interesting choice, but if it works, go with it. I have to say, though, it's fun to see it, and because, I mean, you get so used to seeing athletes in sporting events when they're, you know, winning and things like that. Oh, it's a team effort, you know, yeah, I knew we could do it and all this sort of stuff, to actually just come out and be like, she's dead to me, and start basically singing along to Get Low. Um, it was fun to see that. Uh, now, Colin, how were the Canadians? Were, were they singing along to Get Low and talking about the Swedes? Because they were nearly in bronze for a while there before Canada came and got the bronze there. Are they talking about the Swedish team being dead to them? No, but we did hear about the Horton-Yang feud in our commentary too earlier in the day. Um, Again, one of those things where I don't know if Canadians are just too polite to come out and even talk about somebody else trash-talking, but what we were hearing about is that Yang splashed... Horton in the pool, mm. you know, a day earlier or something like that. And that the, the commentators in the most serious way possible were like, and apparently on the bus over to the events today, every member of the Australian team brutally stared down Yang. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, they stared him down. Yes. I can just imagine how intense that was. <laughs> like, wow, that's... We, that's we say about, we say about then, anger to the trash talking after the race when they can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 kind of a sportsmanship thing you know you you do the stare downs first and you trash talk after that's the that's the gentleman's way of doing it in sports it's, it's interesting you mentioned about the whole yang feud there with horton because here yeah, they talked a little bit about this whole splashing situation now i don't know too much about china and what they do when it comes to getting angry with other people but if all they do is splash people, maybe we shouldn't really be that afraid of China as a country. Like, maybe they're not exactly a threat to world peace as a lot of people think. Because at the end of the day, they're just going to splash us if they if we piss them off. Um, that's and interesting. And all you got to do in return is just have, you know, five times as many men stare down the splasher. <laughs> and then they'll count. Yes. We will put our army up to stare at the Chinese. And um, <laughs> one thing I have to say, though, quickly, just on the topic of China, I mean, you know, they're 11th on the medal tally right now, two silver, three bronze. I mean, we know in like a day's time they would have won 100 different gold medals because I swear every single time I'm watching any event, they've got an athlete who is doing well. So that's just China. Are they ever happy? Like, even when they win gold, are they happy? I don't think China's ever happy at winning a medal. Is it just calling a case of, oh, another gold medal? Oh, yay. I think it's a communist thing because you saw the same thing with Russia back in Sochi. I mean, I think if they win a gold but don't get the world record, then they're probably going to lose a limb when they get home. (laughs) Oh, only gold and not a world record. To Siberia with you. Um, of course, China would not go to Siberia. Well, they might. I don't know. They might. Yeah. Have a <laughs> That's where the Chinese ship all of their misfits. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but it's it's fascinating, I think, kind of with that rivalry. And, I mean, really, at the end of the day, USA didn't actually win any gold medals in the pool tonight. Um, so that was good. Jared, our obviously very strong rival. The only sport in the world, I think, that we can actually compete with America in and have a chance of beating them. Um, we actually are kicking their asses right now. Yeah, it would be good to get a handy lead um, going into the next couple of days because I think it could change around really quickly. Oh, it will. Absolutely. Um, you know, because I think <laughs> if this is, again, similar to London, then we've just clearly done our dash already. Um, I mean, you look at the swimming, actually. Japan, of course, won gold tonight with uh, Kasuki Hagino in the 400-meter individual medley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's the first time America have been beaten in that event uh, in quite some time. They actually went gold and 
bronze in that event. Daya Sato got bronze and America got silver with Chase Khaleesi. Uh, there other swimming ones, obviously Mac Horton, as we mentioned, gold in the 400 metre freestyle for Australia against Sun Yang, uh, the splasher, uh, 341.68 for <laughs> China. And uh, bronze to Italy, Gabriella Detti, um, just an up-and-coming swimmer from Italy. We all know him. Um, and in the other swimming events, uh, Hungary, yes, what a what a performance that was. Speaking of world records, Katinka oh, Hosu. Yeah. Hosu, how do you say it? Husu, Husu, Husu. Yes, that the, the very famous <laughs> Hungarian swimmer, the Iron Let's Lady, as they kept calling her on our commentary. Uh, she set a world record time there, four twenty six thirty six. Very contentious world record that one, apparently set by a Chinese swimmer a few years ago in London. Finally beaten. Um, silver to America there with Maya Dirado, and then bronze to Spain, uh, Mariela Belmonte. And as we said, the 4x100, Australia, Emma McKeon, Brittany Elmsley, Bronte Campbell and Kate Campbell. Leisha Coots gets a medal for swimming in the uh, heats. Uh, she gets gold, USA, silver and Canada. Look, look at the star lineup here. A national record, I believe, here too, if I'm reading this correctly, Colin, for Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandrine Mainville, Chantelle Van Langen, Langen, uh Taylor Ruck and Penny <laughs> <laughs> Oleksiak and Michelle Williams uh, got a medal for swimming in the heats this morning. They're all national heroes right now. They're on stamps tomorrow, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, and I'm going to say Chantal Van Landigam. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> that's how you don't butcher it. Uh, from Winnipeg, my hometown, uh, fantastic. She's going to be a hero here in the city, at least. And I think she's probably also the oldest one. I mean, the interesting thing about this team, I, I didn't really have any expectations for the Canadian swimming team coming in. A lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, we kind of all disappoint <laughs> swimming every time. <laughs> And also, this is like the youngest team I think we've ever had. Uh, the majority of the swimmers in both men's and women's are under the age of 20. Uh, probably like 80, 90% of them are competing in their first Olympics. So even some of our best swimmers, this is their first experience. But you said they broke the Canadian record. Uh, they, they've pretty much been breaking Canadian records left, right, and center every event they've been competing in. Not so this is something where <laughs> they're just pushing our own country's records back each time they compete. And I think it's once we get to Tokyo, I think this is going to be a really exciting team. And maybe we'll even get a silver one day. Oh, you can dream, can't you? Like, that's the <laughs> ultimate dream. Uh, I want to go over some... We haven't won a gold. I'll, I'll say this. In swimming, we haven't won a gold since 1992, uh, Mark Tewksbury, who's probably, may, you could argue, the most famous summer Olympian uh, still alive in Canada. He was actually on CBC's coverage earlier in the night, and they showed a clip from it. If anybody can find it online, it was probably on CBC or uh, even on YouTube by now. Mark Tewksbury, the most famous Canadian swimmer of all time, watching the Canadian women in the last leg. It, it, freaking out like you've never seen before, squealing, jumping up and down. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I, I love the fact that Canada has to have, because they have such limited success, that just behind them winning bronze is a clip of a former Olympian watching them winning bronze. Like, that's how yes. much they have to stretch the coverage in Canada. <laughs> oh, hey, let's watch one of our former Olympians watch us win a medal. Uh, <laughs> what the next, the Prime Minister watching them win a bronze medal? <laughs> 
Rosie McLennan's our next prime minister. We established this. Of course. Sorry. Hello, Rosie, if you're listening. Uh, what do you mean? If? Of course she's listening. She's already listening. Um, uh, we will go over the other medal because it obviously wasn't just Australia and Canada, but uh, the other medal, which I really... This actually is the reason why we're on top of the medal tally. Yeah, we won two gold, but so was Hungary. Like, I mean, God, Hungary off to an amazing start. We mentioned that in the commentary, of course. You know, oh, I'm feeling a bit hungry. And speaking of which, here they come. Um, <laughs> so they've got off to a great start. But the reason we're on top, we got a bronze, and that came in the form of archery. Now, when you think of the great nations of the world of archery, you think of South Korea, you think of France, you think of America, you don't generally think of Australia. Um, obviously, Simon Fairweather famously won gold for us back in Sydney. I remember that very well. That was one of my favourite events. And we did win a bronze also in Athens, I believe, in the individual. I, off the top of my head, would say this is the first time we've ever won a team medal in archery. I was watching this very early on in the morning in the quarterfinals when we knocked off one of the best in the world, France, got our asses handed to us by the eventual gold medal of South Korea in the semi-final before we backed it up and took out bronze up against China. Alec Potts, Ryan Tyak, and Zach... Uh, no, he's the American, sorry. Taylor Worth. There we go. I'm looking at the wrong person there. Our bronze medal champions in archery. Jared, did you let this one go by the radar when you were watching Dressage and didn't realise we'd already won a medal in a sport that wasn't in the pool? Yeah, I was busy watching the horses and then look at this. They cut over to the archery and it's like, where did this come from? And I think you're right, the first um, medal for Australia in the team's event in archery. Um, I mean, we're going places. If we get into, if all the guns get taken away and we're left with um, bows and arrows, then look out. Well, all our guns did get taken away 20 years ago, so this is why all of a sudden in archery we're doing all right. <laughs> we're preparing. See, America, this is what you need to do. Take your guns away, bow and arrows, you win medals, all right? We'll get to shooting. I know you kind of won a golden shooting, but that's just to be, you know, expected. Colin, do, do, do Canadians even know what archery is? Um, we know what archery is. Uh, I don't think any Canadians are aware it's an Olympic sport. And I, that's really just because it's never on TV. It's funny. I, I made a joke earlier today that I don't think uh, the shooting event has ever been covered on TV here. I don't think archery has either. There was about a 10-second clip of it during the highlights today, and that's probably the maximum amount of archery I've ever seen on Canadian television. Well, this is one thing that I've got to give props to. You know, we're going to spend a lot of the next two weeks bagging out Channel 7, and believe me, we'll get to them very later on in this episode. But um, their app, actually, when I finally got it to work, uh, was quite good because I could watch the archery. You can watch any sport you want with the premium content. It's only 20 bucks if you're not a Telstra customer. I am, so I got it for free. You're welcome. Uh, but $20, not bad. You can watch any sport you want. And, yeah, you can just click on Archery. There it is. Uh, Jared obviously has Dressage as his favourite. We'll get to Dressage at one point, of course, because, oh, boy, oh, boy, weren't the crowd involved in that. Both the people in the crowd uh, at that event were thrilled. Um, but, yeah, so it was great to watch the Archery. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, either Taylor, Alec, or Ryan can back it up with an individual medal in the uh, the coming days. Just looked at the ranking around there, Colin. Sadly, yeah, Canada didn't send a team into the men's archery. So, um, sorry to disappoint there. So, maybe maybe in Tokyo you can, you know, just take that and sport climbing will be your uh, number one goal to go through there. Uh, but the other and they might get about 60 seconds of TV coverage oh, if that geez. happens. They'll be increasing their, uh, their <laughs> moments there on, on Canadian coverage. 
But obviously, just going through some of the other results today in terms of the medal, we had uh, the men's road race we talked a little bit about yesterday. Sadly for Australia or Canada, no medals there. Tassie boy Richie Port crashed out of the race. Gold went to Belgium. Greg Van Avermaet, uh, look forward to seeing his gold strip from him in a couple of years, beat home um, the gun from Denmark, Jacob Fugslang. Oh, what a what an athlete! And uh, the great Polish Rafael Mayaka. Ma- Ma- I'm gonna just just a warning to people. Seriously, if you do not want names to be pronounced correctly, listen to this podcast because unless your name is like John Smith, I'm gonna make your name incredibly wrong. Um, now you struggled with Mac Horton. Let's just remind <laughs> yes. the listeners of that. Mac Horton. Um, Jared, you watched a lot of this. Uh, was this a deserving victory for Mister Van? Avermart? Well, I can't say I saw the end. Um, <laughs> I did see a lot of the um, unlucky parts. I think Richie Port, every single time he went over the cobblestones, he did something to his bike, which was frustrating. And then he went missing for about half an hour, and all the commentary was, where's Richie Port? Where is he? I don't know where he is. I think he's in the chasing group. Wait, maybe he's rejoined the peloton. Oh, no, I can't see him. Wonder where Richie Port is. Changed to the dressage, changed back. Where's Richie Port? He's still missing. We don't know where he is on the road, but we're hoping that he's catching up to the peloton. Um, so after that, it got a little bit frustrating, but I think, um, I mean, these things happen in road racing. There's a little bit of luck, um, especially if you're going over cobblestones and coming down hills and falling off. Um, but well-deserved. The big names didn't win, which was a bit of a surprise. I mean, you expected kind of Chris Froome um, to be up there, um, but obviously, I don't know, it came down to these three at the end, and... and the uh, Belgian took it out. I'm not that big on cycling, but I know there isn't there Andy Sleck or Sleck, whatever it is. He's from Belgium, isn't he? Um, all I remember is when Cadell Evans won the Tour de France, the hashtag went around Twitter saying Sleck uh, my balls uh, or something along those lines. Um, it's very Australian that we had to rub it in somebody's face, quite literally. Um, also, we had fencing, uh, individual epe, gold medal to Hungary. Uh, again, apologies to all our Hungarian listeners here, but Emisi won it there, Hungary. Uh, she knocked off Rosella Flamingo from Italy. I'm not joking. Her name is Rosella Flamingo. And Sun Nguyen from China, the bronze. And I'm very disappointed to say, Colin, you had a Canadian athlete in this. Uh, not sure how much coverage this got. Uh, Lenora McKinnon. Zero. She, um, she, she made it through the round of 37. She beat Simona Pop from Romania 15-10, but sadly then went down to the eventual silver medalist of Rosella Flamingo 15-8 in the round of 32. So Canadian fencing, a bit of a step forward there. They made it past the first round at least. Same old story every Olympics. <laughs> Never do we succeed in fencing. (laughs) When will we learn? Uh, It's a fascinating sport, fencing, to watch. Uh, Also, quickly, judo. We had a couple of medals decided there. Uh, The extra lightweight, 60 kilo, and the men went to Russia. Bezlin uh, Mudranov, obviously one of the four athletes from Russia that were allowed to compete. Uh, silver to Kazakhstan and bronze to Japan and Uzbekistan. Of course, they get two bronze in that one. And in the women's extra lightweight, 48 kilo, Paolo Pareto, Argentina, gold. Uh, she beat Jongbu Kwang from South Korea and then Japan and Kazakhstan. Bronze medals there. In shooting, the first medal of the Olympics. I was watching this. I was very excited to watch the first gold medal decided uh, in the women's 10-metre air rifle. Can I just point out, shooting is one of the most boring sports to watch on TV. Uh, There is no (laughs) excitement. I remember watching the trap shooting back when Michael Diamond used to win that in Sydney. I mean, that was semi-exciting, but watching a woman's face mixed with a, a target... 
is not that exciting. At least with archery, you can do those cool slow motions of the bow going into the target, whereas this, no. Um, Virginia Thrasher, that's her name, Virginia Thrasher. Uh, gold for America. She beat Li Du of China and Sling Yi. She took the bronze. And also uh, Vietnam won a gold in the men's 10-metre air pistol. Huang Jung Vin uh, defeated hometown hero Felipe Ameda Wu from Brazil and Wei Pang from China. So Brazil do have a medal. Weightlifting, a medal decided there. Thailand won gold in that. Sapita Tansen uh, for Thailand. Indonesia silver and Japan the bronze. And as I mentioned in the archery, uh, Australia winning the bronze with gold to South Korea and silver to the US of A. So uh, an interesting medal tally uh, so far at the end of day one. As I said, Australia on top, two gold, one bronze, uh, total of three, Hungary second, USA third, South Korea fourth. I've got a question I want to pose to you two because I know I've debated this before with people in the past. We know that medal tallies are ranked by gold medals, one, and then obviously if there's a tie, it goes back, count back silver, count back bronze. Do you think it should be sorted by gold medals one or total medals one? Because I've always been on the bandwagon, and in saying this, Australia wouldn't be on the top of the medal tally, but I always think it should be by total medals one. I don't know. What do you think about that, Jared? Oh, I think we need to make it more complex. I think there needs to be a point system. Uh, <laughs> yes. Three points for a gold medal, two points for a silver, one point for a bronze. And then tally that up. I mean, if there's a team that has 400 bronze medals, 400 points, good on you. Yeah, well, that's um, good. Yeah, good I th- call. I think a gold medal should be worth more, but I don't know, like, necessarily if a team that has seven gold medals and nothing else should be ahead of a team that has ten silvers and five bronzes. Well, I look at Canada, for example. Like, you know, let's win 15 silver, 18 bronzes, no gold. Should they really be ranked behind, like, Vietnam, who wins one gold medal? I mean, Colin, come on, there should be a national outrage yeah. here. Well, I, I think you're going to have controversy one way or the other. Um, I do think, though, if you have a country that can put out uh, a thousand athletes, you know, if, if you look at China, if you look at the United States and they have four athletes competing in every single finals, obviously the chance of winning medals is increased compared to maybe uh, another country that can only put out one athlete in half as many events. So I do like the idea of it being based on gold, but I also, why not just have it both ways? Have it where you're ranking it based on gold, but then you also have, well, here's the rankings based on the point system, like Jared said. I don't think I'd ever want it to be, well, we've had more third place finishes, so we're number one. <laughs> should should there be like an actual, like, I mean, everyone always talks at the end of the game, it's like, oh, China won the medal tally. I mean, they don't get anything except for like, Pride. I mean, should there be a prize, perhaps, Colin? I mean, Canada would have won that in Vancouver. Then you would have, I don't know, you're declared the capital of the world until the next Olympics. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that that kind of is the, the bragging rights for Canada here anyways, that not only did we win the most amount of gold, but we won, like, the most amount of gold ever. And it took us, I think, six days to win our first gold. So uh, I think every country is going to have their own story. That's the thing I really like about the Olympics is that it's not necessarily about, well, these are the bragging rights, because every country is going to look at it differently. I mean, right now, Canada is saying, we just want to win 19 medals. We don't care what they are. We want to beat what we did in the last few Olympics. Let's get one more. And another goal was we want to medal on day one, something they hadn't done before. So uh, no country is going to be up to the level of China and United States necessarily, and but Australia. they all set their own goals. <laughs> and Australia. <laughs> the leading this country time. in the world right now. Like, come on. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. Joe, do you think there should be like an incentive for topping the medal tally? I mean, we would never do it, but hey, we can dream that one day we can go to a Games again when like it's a boycott by like, USA, China and Russia. Yeah, it'd be cool if you got something extra. Uh, maybe we were talking yesterday about adding and, and getting rid of sports. I think that'd be a nice incentive. If you win the medal tally, then you get to add a sport and take hey, one away. That's true. Like, come 2020, it's all Aussie rules football and cricket. Uh, actually, not cricket. We're not really good at that anymore. But um, Australian rules football all the way. Like, absolutely. That that's that's a good one. I like that actually. Uh, outside the medals, obviously, other events now. Colin, I, I particularly would like to know in terms of Canada. Uh, you know, you were paying attention. I know to the rowing. Uh, Eugenie Balshard made it through to the next round of the mm-hmm. of the tennis. Um, what else was happening for for Canada on day one in terms of uh, how you guys went? Well. I mean, the rowing's uh, an interesting one because uh, if anybody, I don't think it's really covered as much in other countries, but uh, here that was pretty much all morning what was on. And the conditions out there were so extreme. There was like a Serbian boat that capsized in the middle of their heat. Um, There is one Canadian who really excelled. Her name's Carling uh, Zeman. There's a name I have trouble pronouncing, Carling Zeman. she was at times rowing sideways in her event, and she still ended up 30 seconds at everybody else. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, tennis, like we just started out. Uh, we had one uh, Vasic Pospisil. He's knocked out, but Jeannie did move forward. And she, it was pretty significant. I don't know if either of you saw it, but uh, it was, I think, 6-3, 6-3 is what she took it in. So that was a big one. The swimming was kind of anticipation all all day because the heats there were earlier in the day, like I said, there wasn't a lot of hype put into our expectations of what we could do this time. But when we started to see that a lot of these young 16-year-old Canadians, some of them were really placing high in their heats, that uh, there was a possibility of getting a medal. And it wasn't uh, necessarily in the event that I expected it in, but... uh, still to come away with a bronze that was fantastic but some good showings and swimming throughout the day some disappointing ones as well i i will say that while genie was go- going on on tv uh, my baby who's three months old was fussing a little bit and he was watching tv i'll go into that a little bit later on he was watching glued to the tv all day long kind of some funny stories about that but i i pulled up the cbc app which sounds like it's much like yours where you could just watch any event without commentary i i'll say and I watched table tennis, Romania against Iran, and oh. that was hilarious. Traditional um, rivals. To, <laughs> but to watch two very intense nations, very intense athletes from very intense nations, playing so viciously on a table that is, I don't know, like <laughs> four by four, something like that. <laughs> it, it, it's almost like watching basketball with somebody in a six by ten room. I mean, it's just hilarious to watch. Having never watched table tennis before, uh, that was one of the highlights of my day. Table tennis without commentary, Romania and Iran. I definitely am looking forward to We're going to do a segment each day of, yeah, talking a little bit about some of the events that we watched as well. Just quickly, before I sort of go over some of the Australian ones, I should have mentioned earlier when we're talking about the swimming and the world records, Adam Peaty, Great Britain, broke the men's 100-metre breaststroke world record in the heats, if you don't mind, um, and then nearly beat it again in the uh, semifinals. So Great Britain didn't win a medal on the opening day, I believe, but um, they at least got a world record. Um, Jared, for us, uh, outside of our domination, 
edition of the medal tally. Uh, a few other notable performances for Australia. Our uh, women's rugby seven team, of course, who were favourite to win gold. Um, they walked away with two easy wins. They beat Fiji 36-0. Um, and I also believe they beat Colombia, if I'm remembering off the top of my head correctly there. Uh, yep. Basketball, the Boomers uh, knocked off France. A bit of an upset, that one, I think, Jared, because France, I believe, are ranked in the top 10, and I think we're only 10th. So uh, great performance by the Boomers, of course, who are going to uh, who are aiming for our very first ever medal in men's basketball. We've got a very strong team. The women also um, opened up their campaign, the Opals. Uh, they knocked off Brazil, 84-66. Uh, it was mixed results in the hockey. Uh, the Kookaburras uh, beat New Zealand 2-1. Colin, you'll learn a lot that we call our teams lots of names. So um, <laughs> we'll try and explain. Um, we don't actually have a team of birds that go out there and play hockey. Please. <laughs> Please tell me one of them is called the Chazwazers. <laughs> no, sadly, not the chat was uh, we do have the seven mates though going out there um maybe we can call our men's archery team the chaz wazers um, just because yes. i don't think they have we a are nickname. adopting that for the olympics chaz wazers. there we go we have a new nickname you know, for ben, our... you're getting you're good at getting these olympic campaigns going can you just start a campaign to get any team named the chaz wazers before this is over the chaz wazers well i'm going for the archery team because uh we have to have a team name i think actually somebody uh was talking about this on i don't know the other year that like all our national sporting teams have a nickname except for our cricket team which is you know that's our national sport they're pretty much our number one national team and we don't have a nickname for them they're just the australian men's cricket team uh so like our swimming team are the dolphins uh of course because as you think of australia you think of dolphins <laughs> the, the men's hockey teams are kookaburras. Our women's hockey team are the hockey roos. The boomers are our basketball team. The opals are our female basketball team. There's a pattern going along here. Um, we don't have a team in the men's soccer, but they're the ollie roos as opposed to the soccer roos. The females are the matildas. Jared, am I missing anyone here? I mean, the Chaz Wazers clearly are our dominating archery team. <laughs> what, what, I mean, what's, what's our dressage team called? I don't know if they have a name. We've got the um, shark, sharks or the, the sharkies polo, in yes, the water yes. polo. Mm-hmm. We've got the stingers, the female team. Um, you name it. They'll be, you just look it up. There probably is a name for the equestrian team. Um, <laughs> the leg lifters. <laughs> yep, sounds good. <laughs> did, did Canada do that, Colin? Do you nickname any of your national teams? No, not at all. <laughs> I want to start it, though. I mean, there there has to be some good ones here. Like, just after, um, just after I finished watching Jeannie's match earlier today, we went out to the store, and she's the, the proud sponsor of a, um, I, I, I guess, I don't know what you call it. They, they make, like, breaded chicken products, like chicken nuggets or chicken breasts. It's called Pinties, and she's their spokesman, and it's actually gluten-free, so I can eat it. So I'm always <laughs> saying that I want to go out and buy genie breasts or genie nuggets or whatever. <laughs> Maybe genie could just be the official nugget or... <laughs> the nuggets. Pinty, we could call her the Pinty or something like that. I just think you could call the Canadian tennis team the Nuggets. Um, <laughs> how did the Nuggets go? Team Canada for tennis. Yes. Tennis or the Nuggets, yes. Oh, it's fascinating, actually. Wow, gee. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll go over some more sporting 
teams, perhaps. Um, yeah, in the hockey, the Kookaburras beat New Zealand, uh, but the hockey roos sadly went down to Great Britain uh, in their match. Tennis, uh, we, we claimed an Olympic record, Jared. You, you would have been onto this one. John Millman, um, the very first uh, Olympic athlete to create double donuts. He beat uh, Lithuanian legend Ricardus Barinkas. Six love, six love. You, you were on that one, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, that was a shock victory against um, Ricardus because he's known for his form coming into the Olympics. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a solid win in a day of um, otherwise losses in the tennis. But um, John Millman's a good bloke, so... Um, Good on him. Good on him. Yes, you were on that one too, Colin, weren't you? I mean, God, just that, that was the number one sport in Canada behind watching former athletes winning bronze medals. No, we were too busy with the kookaburras and the <laughs> the dolphin flogs or whatever you call them. <laughs> dolphin flogs. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> the name of the team that you were uh, <laughs> you were rooting for. Right up there with the Chadwazers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Magnificent. Actually, just quickly on rowing, though, uh, we, we had a, a great uh, mixed results for Australia. A lot of uh, people moving through the next round. How did Canada actually go on the rowing? Did you qualify a few boats through there with your with your nuggets or whatever the, the Canadian rowing team is called? <laughs> <laughs> that was the tennis team. Uh, My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like we did with Carling Zeman, it's it's something that goes on for days and days, like swimming. Uh, some of the other events that I was watching earlier today, we didn't fare too well in. And I, I don't know whether those were kind of the B teams. I mean, there was a lot of uh, uh, a big deal, I guess, made about how they were splitting up uh, the teams, trying to even things out going into this Olympics. But the water conditions were really just brutal. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we lost some of our front runners just because of that. Well, just reading here, Australia had six secured spots in the next round while one will go into the rapid charge. Uh, men's and women's single skulls into the quarterfinals, men's double skulls, women double skulls, and the men's pair. I, I, I don't know what the Australian rowing team is called. Uh, Jared, the strokers, um, uh, the, the backwards bennies. I, I don't know. Uh, Minnows. <laughs> we had the awesome foursome when we used to do really well in the, the quad. So we, yeah, minnow, I don't know. What's an Australian animal, Jared, that we haven't used? The, the, bil- the bilbies? Um, oh, they've got to be the, the water boatman. The Surely. Water I mean, boatman. that's a classic Australian animal. <laughs> the water boatman. Oh, we're going to write these down. We're trademarking all these, um, at least throughout the games. Um, and yeah, so I really think that was the main one. But I've got to mention, Jared, you were on this one. We'll get to this in a moment when we talk about what we also watched. Um, the uh, equestrian. Uh, we're in second position right now after the dressage. Mm-hmm. What what a performance, Australia! Uh, you know we're known for our dressage ability. Uh, th- we we were on fire, were we not? Oh, very much so. I mean, shout out to the horses. I mean, um, <laughs> Santano two or Santano the second was on fire. Then we had Halank Brockard. Ah, he was yes. great. Um, extra helpings of oats for those horses tonight. Cross <laughs> country in a couple of days. Might even sneak a carrot or two in there. <laughs> I heard there was a controversy when one of the horses splashed the other one, and there was a massive stare down. Chinese horse too. Mm. They just they have it against Australia. <laughs> they just, you mustn't get second splash. Um, I was watching a bit of the dressage. You know, it was help me get to sleep. But um, one thing I have noticed on day one of the Olympics is that we talked a little bit about the budget of the uh, opening ceremony. Clearly, the ticket prices also are a little bit high because does anybody in Rio know the Olympics are on? 
because there <laughs> clearly isn't that many people going. Or, or Jared, do you just think Brazilians don't get the subtleties and the nuances of the excitement that is the dressage? Yeah, I think it might have something to do with the commentary. I think um, you need a good MC there to to rile up the crowd, <laughs> and that's not happening. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I just think just a little bit more understanding, maybe um, some cards that they could hand out on how, how you score points and, and this is a trot and that's not a trot um, would be helpful for the crowd. They need Giselle to just walk through the horse field. <laughs> Here's Giselle again. Oh, love dressage. Do you get, I mean, Canada, I think, have horses, don't you, Colin? So, like, you would know what dressage is, surely? Oh, we've had some of our biggest summer Olympians have actually been in equestrian, so that's not even a joke here. <laughs> it's not something I ever watch, but yeah, no joke. We've had flag bearers. <laughs> You've had flag horses bearers. have been our flag bearers, right? Okay, I, was, I just thought that was just a fact you wanted to say. Like we've had flag bearers in Canada. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we- <laughs> We do flag bearing too. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So, so we, I mean, we shouldn't joke. In all seriousness, Australia have you know won plenty of medals in uh, this before. But uh, I believe Britain are leading currently at the moment. Am I correct in saying that, Jared? Germany, I think. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, the Germans. Right. How 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 rude of me. Uh, how are New Zealand going in the equestrian? Because we know that's one sport that they generally consider doing all right in. No idea. No, yeah, we, we don't give a shit. We're just, they're just, not um, second. We're beating them. That's all that matters. <laughs> they're not first. They're not second. Those Who fur, cares? <laughs> I think the fur coats are bogging them down a little bit. They can't really Can get I, the trot they need. I just want to point out, because we'll talk about now what other sports we watched today and paid attention to, but just in the archery really quickly, because, yeah, there were several sports on the Channel 7 app that don't have commentary. But the uh, archery, for whatever reason, we got New Zealand commentary. I didn't realise that New Zealand loved their archery. It was, oh, that's a lovely shot there. Ten points there for Australia. Um, so, I, you know, Colin, do you randomly get, like, Mexican commentary for, like, the table tennis? I mean, you said you had none for the table tennis, but it just seems like a really random place to get commentary from. No, it's the same thing here. I mean, some of the, the feeds, depending on what you're watching, I guess they'll just if we have an English language commentary going on anywhere in the world, we'll plug that one in there. So we get that too. I can't remember what I was watching earlier today. Uh, and it was a British commentary for whatever reason. But yeah, it gets all mixed up like that. I reckon they go around the international media center and all like, all oh, right, we need to show Australians uh, handball. Uh, where are the Dutch? You guys commentate for us and we'll commentate the judo for you. Like let's just trade off, you know, they'd, just somehow they do that. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to know from you guys what other sports you watched. Uh, I think we'll do this every day. What what particular sports did you pay attention to, Colin? You've obviously touched on a few for you, but were there any that you haven't mentioned that you uh, particularly got fond of on day one? Uh, yeah, beach volleyball is always fun to watch. And um, the, the men's team that Canada had, we went up against Brazil, and that's pretty much a death sentence. And we pushed it right down to the wire. Like, it was one of the closest matches I've ever seen. It was quite exciting. Uh, so, yeah, going up against Brazil and losing, that's nothing that's too shameful if you do it as well as us Canadians do. Um, I think other than that, I watched maybe about five minutes of the six-hour road race, <laughs> enough to see a couple of the wipeouts and um, uh, the, lots of swimming this evening and uh, obviously our bronze medal. That's the big one. It, it was... Pretty much just around the clock, everything that was on, I was flipping back and forth. So I probably got a little bit of everything that was covered on all six channels today. Well, was there particular, like, I mean, obviously in Australia, you know, it's swimming, swimming. Oh, we'll cut away from the boomers. Women winning because there's an Australian in a 
heat of the swimming who's going to come last, but we'll show it to you anyway. Uh, I mean, is that just Canada's deal? I know we talked a little bit about this in the first episode, but uh, I mean, swimming and rowing, as you mentioned, a lot of rowing, obviously, so that's generally what they're showing. Yeah, uh, the morning was pretty much all rowing, but I will say, compared to London, where that was kind of the birth of soccer for Canada, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, um, ever since we won the bronze in um, uh, London for that, it's become so huge here winnipeg actually hosted the uh women's world championships last year the uh we had some of it it was all over canada but we had several events here and uh, i think anytime soccer's on i think they're going to be dedicating a couple hours that now you know canada and zimbabwe was on this afternoon that was another win for canada Uh, obviously the australia won a couple of days ago so i have a feeling that that's going to take up a lot of the airtime over the next few weeks should quickly mention too i forgot to mention it on soccer the matildas uh we had a two old draw with the number two ranked team in the world germany so uh Great the result. Matildas? Yes, the Matildas. That's what we like to be called. <laughs> but uh, so how, sorry, I, I was paying attention, but it looks to you like Canada, so you did beat Zimbabwe quite significantly then. Yeah, well, three to one. Three to one. And I think the one goal from Zimbabwe was right at the end or something from what I saw. Right, okay, cool. Just looking at that. Uh, Jared, what did what did you watch? I mean, obviously, clearly it was just, you know, 10 hours of dressage watching with a bit of road race and swimming in between, <laughs> but was there anything else that you paid attention to? Um, bits and pieces of everything, uh, mainly Australians, because Channel 7 coverage does kind of um, what makes sense that they'd favour Australia being in Australia, but, you know, that's how it works. Um, a bit of the water polo. I mean, that was a shame to lose to Brazil. I didn't see that coming. Um, the table tennis, lots of losses there, um, which was a bit of a shame. And Did also, you catch I, Romania and Iran too? <laughs> no. I Exclusively Australian matches on Channel 7 from what oh. I saw. Mm. Um, I did watch no a bit of a bit of the real gymnastics, the artistic <laughs> gymnastics. Um, no ribbons involved there. And I mean, there was great... <laughs> Some great moments in that. My favourite would have to be there was um, an Irish athlete who um, he dislocated his knee on, on his floor routine. And then he's there, he's finished his routine, he's at the side of the mat in, in agony pretty much, trying to limp off stage. His coach comes up to try and help him. They get to the stairs. The athlete, he puts out his arm, thinking the coach is going to help him down the stairs, but does the coach have a bar of it? No, he just walks away. <laughs> and we have this gymnast limping down the stairs... With nobody helping him. Oh, such a sad moment, but so great. Typically Irish, you know, they just forget that they're at the Olympics. Oh, oh, oh there's, my, there's my friend. Uh, th- when we get to our athlete of the day, I've got a candidate from the gymnastics. I don't know if any of you saw the one that's doing the rounds on the, um, the internet right now. It's quite graphic and disgusting, um, but you'll be Googling it very, very shortly, and I hope you guys haven't eaten anything because it makes you feel very queasy. I want to tease you for that one. Um, I paid particular attention to the dressage, um, a little bit at least. The archery, as I mentioned. Handball, I told you at the beginning, I love my handball, and uh, I was watching the fascinating match between France and the Netherlands. France winning that one 18-14. to 14. Uh, It's such an exciting sport, handball. I, I do love watching it. Um, I caught a bit of the table tennis as well. Uh, tennis in without commentary, which I've never experienced before in my life, but that was um, that was fascinating as well. Got a bit of the judo. I just kind of was flicking on the app, just going through all the different sports to see what they're um, they're all like and where the fans actually were and weren't watching the road race. I did enjoy sort of the scenery, kind of lots of palm trees going on the beach and just really showing off parts of rio that was that was very fascinating so um yeah lots to obviously to go through and go around um 
and clearly more more to come, obviously, with it all. But, yeah, if you haven't got these apps, these these are very handy. I mean, where were we back in Sydney or Athens or Atlanta when we had to watch one channel of uh, Olympics? Like, you know, we're going to tell our grandkids one day, when I was your age and I watched the Olympics, I could only watch one channel. Now you've got virtual reality and you're actually at the bloody Olympics. You're actually bringing me back to the good old days when I first started recording Olympics and... I think back in Sydney, before there was more cable coverage for it, uh, I have my old VHS tapes where every once in a while I would flitch, flip, flip to the French-Canadian channel that would be airing a different event with French-Canadian commentary. I would have no clue what they were saying on it, but I'd still get the event. I can't speak French, so anyway, hello to all our French and French-Canadians. I've just offended another country today. That should be a segment. What country will Ben offend today? Um, so <laughs> that's not really a hard segment. It's going to happen every day. Uh, before I actually get to athletes, yeah, I want to mention going back to Virginia Thrasher, the first gold medal of the games. Didn't mention the gold was not only uh, won by America, but it was presented by Count Dracula himself, uh, Thomas Bach, little <laughs> little minnow midget man. You know, came up his one gold medal. Ah 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 ah. Um, and then also, have we noticed the gold? I mean, the medals are quite pretty looking with the the striking uh, ribbon around it, and they're quite large looking. But instead of getting flowers or <laughs> You know, I remember in um, Athens, you got like a little wreath on your head and Sydney, you got, I don't think you got anything, but you get a little figurine of the Rio logo. What the hell's with that? looks like they've just gone to the merchandise store. Thomas Bach's literally gone, oh, we need to give them something more. Quick, go to merchandise store. Buy lots of the little trashy figurines. Like, I think it's a Play-Doh structure is what it is. And you can see the faces of the athletes when they get it. They're like, oh, I've won a medal. Oh, where are my flower? What the hell is that? <laughs> you should watch. If you if you have a chance to go back and watch the medal ceremony again, uh, you should watch as they're handing out the, the gold or something like that. You can catch a glimpse of one of the Canadian women <laughs> dropping hers on the ground <laughs> and then turning around and picking it up. And it may have been in more than one piece by the time she picked it up. <laughs> Typical Canadians. They don't know what to do when they win a medal in the Summer Olympics. Like, oh, my hand should be shaking. It should be cold. Oh, wait, no. What? Drop bang. <laughs> there you go. Jared, like, do, do they need to give out something a little bit extra? I mean, I would just want the medal. If I wanted a trashy little merchandising, I would go to the merchandise store in the Athletes' Village. Yeah, obviously um, they've had an excess order. Um, somebody's <laughs> added an extra zero to, to the quantity that they wanted to ship in, um, and they've got to get rid of them somehow. So somebody's decided, oh, we'll just palm them off to the athletes. I totally blame Thomas Bach. It's his, it's his fault. He just... <laughs> get rid of them. Um, now, athletes of the day, I think each day we're going to kind of maybe pay attention to one or two athletes that we particularly took. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone... Who won a medal? I've got a couple here. Well, one of them did win a medal. We'll get to her. But um, the one I was mentioning before, get ready to Google French gymnast Samir 8 said. Uh, I probably said his name wrong. It's Samir, S-A-M-I-R-A-I-T said, S-A-I-D. Now, he was on the vault and uh, did his thing. He landed and his leg snaps clear in half and he lays there and lifts his leg up as it literally, like, bends down and wobbles. It is it is smashed. It is gone. It is not pretty to watch. But um, clearly, I think he's making the news. Did any of you catch this at all? No, I'm Googling it now. I, I can't 
find a video oh. yet. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Jared if there's a video, send it to me. I want to see. I'll tag you on Facebook because I wake up this morning to my friends. I see like, oh, Bree's tagged you in a post. Oh, that's nice. Bree, what have we got for me? And it's like this video of this guy snapping his leg clear in half. I will... I will find it for you now, Colin, live on air, and I will tag you in it because I hope you haven't eaten um, celebrating that bronze because it's not pretty. Everyone's good. It's um, 11 p.m. at night. I have eaten multiple times. <laughs> Jared, you've just regurgitated your breakfast, haven't you? Mm, yeah, a leg is not meant to bend that way. <laughs> oh, it's it's fascinating to watch this thing because there was the uh, was it London or Beijing? There was that weightlifter whose arm just gave way or something halfway through there mm. that, that kind of made the. Oh! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's the reaction that we're getting. Uh, <laughs> so Samir, you're becoming <laughs> already. Colin's gone. That was a bit more of a reaction than I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uncontested. Um, my my other two that I wanted to quickly mention, we're talking about the refugee athletes or of course the athletes from Oh I Wanna Take Ya. Um <laughs> and we've got one here, first one to compete uh yes or today, uh Yuzra Madini. Uh, she competed in the 100 metres butterfly, finished 41st, which I mean, I still think it's props here. I'm just looking here. She beat great names of uh, swimming, including uh, Oreo Lua Chebron of Granada, uh, Moron Ahmed Ali Bamatraf of Yemen, and of course, the great Johanna Umringi from Rwanda. What a legendary swimmer she is back in her homeland. So um, I think she gets props for not coming last and representing the great nation of who I want to take you. And um, I want to put particular note, because not only I think are we going to have the daily segment of what country can Ben offend, it's going to be the daily segment of which female athlete does Ben want to marry each day. And uh, I'm going with Britt Elmsley, uh, our Aussie gold medalist, uh, well, part of the relay team. And I'm telling you now, by the end of this episode, I will be sending her a fan message on the official Australian app. So, um, just special props. And I would have um, done that even before she won a gold medal. So, they're my athletes of the day. Colin, uh, I don't know who you've got on the books here, but <laughs> are we really going past oh. our French gymnast man? <laughs> no, I, I'm going to say uncontested. The only ones I was willing to put up at this point was either the Romanian or the Iranian in table tennis. But sadly, the commentators never told me their names. <laughs> so I have nothing for you. Jared, <laughs> um, your athletes of the day. Um, well, I already mentioned the Irish gymnast, Kieran Behan, who's just still looking for a hand off, off the floor. Um, <laughs> just waiting for somebody to pick him up and take him down those stairs. And it's not going to happen. Uh, and then we already mentioned him, John Millman. Um, it's good to have an Australian tennis player with a brain in his head, and the fact that he won just makes it all the better. <laughs> yes. I love the fact that we're uh, singling out all these people. And poor old Mac Horton, our gold medalist, doesn't even get a mention. Oh, well, I suppose... If Brit- this was legit, like, I'm all for, you know, uh, the Canadian girls who won the bronze today and uh, Jeannie and everything, but mac horton that was spectacular watching that and especially i don't know if it was i'm sure you already knew this or it was probably mentioned there too but i heard here that was this is the first time i guess in 20 years that the americans haven't won this event so that's a big deal there too and the uh, fact that not know, the 400 because ian thorpe our legendary ian thorpe won that in 2000 and 2004 so 
Don't know where your Canadian research is. Which event was it? Are we talking about the 400? Well, there we go. Canadian commentary (laughs) fail of the day. (laughs) Well, well, there's a segment. Canadian commentary fail of the day. And I've got one coming up here with Australia's uh, cringeworthy commentary of the day in just a second. So um, I think we need to maybe send a few notes over there to uh, Canada. This is Ian Thorpe. He's a swimmer. Uh, (laughs) So they might have been talking about the one that I mentioned before. I think it was the uh, individual medley where Japan won gold. Because I heard in that part that America hadn't been beaten in that in about a thousand years. Oh, that might have been the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Saving Canada. Yep. <laughs> I know what Japan you meant. We know what you meant. Uh, just, yeah, I, I, I wrote this one down because uh, if you haven't listened to the uh, episode two where we mentioned uh, Bruce McAvaney's uh, great comment about Aruba, not only a country, but the first line of a Beach Boys song. Um, Basil Zemplis, our uh, fantastic swimming commentator, alongside John Rooney, doing a good job. I say bring back Dennis Cometti, though. He's uh, our should be a swimming commentator. Uh, here, but um, uncontested, uncontested. <laughs> this was an exact quote that Basil Zempler said during the post four by one hundred meters race, talking about the fact that we obviously have uh, sisters in the team with the Campbell sisters, uh, first ever swimmers uh, to uh, swimming sisters in Australia to win gold medals, uh, Bronte and Kate. You know, comparing them to famous sisters of sport and the world. But his exact quote was, and I quote, they are now even more famous than Anna and Elsa from Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) So, just, I'm not sure about the comparisons there. Like, really? We go to a Disney movie there, Basil? Uh, (laughs) You're you're disappointed you're not getting Channel 7 commentary here, Colin. (laughs) I know this is hilarious. Like I, I still want to see that clip from yesterday, the Aruba uh, one. <laughs> I need to say, anybody out there, if, if you can beat Ben to the punch, please send me the clip of these commentary fails. I have to see it. Uh, Jared, did you pick up on that one at all? You know what? I heard a Frozen reference in there somewhere, but I wasn't really paying attention. And now that I've heard what they actually said, I'm glad I didn't hear it properly at the time. Um, Oh, far out. Um, you, that's probably a question you, you need to pose to the uh, six-year-olds who are sending in all the good luck messages. Ask them yeah. for their opinion on that. Well, they it. may disagree. Basil, Basil is um, he's bowing down to the six-year-old audiences. Um, so let it go, Basil. Um, there are other people who watch it more so. Than, but we're not ending this episode with Let It Go from Frozen, are we? I hope not. <laughs> Good. No one said uh, yes. So that's, I'm glad with that one. Um, now, I guess... Can I just say my pet peeve from the swimming? Oh, please do. I, I, really I want not, Jared's pet peeve of the day. Me, and it probably shouldn't, but it really does. I hate this whole... When people are qualifying for the semis or the finals, and they're like, oh, we'll have to wait on the other results to see if they're through. And the fact that they wait for the official list to come up on the screen, which takes forever, <laughs> when no doubt they have all the results in front of them and they could work it out easy and like, oh, we're just waiting. It's going to be close if yep. he makes it or not. I'm like, look at the times from the other races beforehand. Work it out and tell us. I'm sick of waiting for this list to come up. And every time we don't make it, they do, oh, he's finished in uh, oh, ninth. So he's just failed to qualify. And I bet half the time they're not even in ninth and it's always point two hundredths of a second. I'm like, you, you, you make up your stats here, but you won't tell us beforehand where they finish. 
Wow. We used to have a segment on Survivor Oz called Jared's Joust when we had Jared Elliott on the show. I think we've just rediscovered Jared's Joust with Jared Lupin getting angry. I noticed that too, actually, and it was funny because I think it was the one, was it the breaststroke uh, semi, perhaps maybe you're talking about, where they said he finished in ninth and they interviewed him straight away. Um, The guy's name escapes me. Um, Sorry for that Australian swimming team, the Dolphins. But um, you could tell with Basil, he was kind of like, oh, maybe he'll make it, maybe he'll make it. And then he obviously looked at his notes that you're talking about, and he was like, but he might have just missed out. Don't get your hopes up. And it's like, clearly you know that he's missed out, but you don't want to be the cock who comes out and says he's made it when he hasn't, when the official results come up, yet you're all happy enough to say that they're more famous than Anna and Elsa from Frozen. So, um, <laughs> Basil Zemplis, uh, working out where and when he can stuff up live on Australian Olympic TV. Uh, now, I guess we can have a look a little bit at some events on day two uh, moving forward here, but... Colin, do you have a Canadian athlete uh, profile that we can get to before we maybe look ahead to, to day two? Yeah, you know, we mentioned yesterday that uh, the Team Canada app, Team Canada website, they have this series called Hi, My Name Is. <laughs> and it's basically like uh, things you do in third grade where you fill out a questionnaire about yourself. It's done in the athlete's own handwriting. So, Today, a Canadian swimmer who missed out uh, in her event, she came in fifth today. Um, Her name's Emily Overholt. Now, uh, she's basically, this is her first Olympic. She only really broke onto the scene last year. Uh, I'm going to, even before I start saying this, the reason I picked this is my son, who's three months old, he spent the whole day today watching the Olympics with me. I've been saying, my wife's reminding me all day that for the last six months, I've been saying... All I want to do is watch the Olympics with him. And everybody keeps saying, he's going to be three months old. He's not going to understand the Olympics. He was glued to the TV all day today. And we tried to put him to bed before the primetime stuff kicked in today. And he kept fussing and kept fussing. And uh, eventually we brought him out and he wouldn't stop crying. He wouldn't sleep. He wouldn't feed. And as my wife was trying to feed him, his eyes kept glancing back over at the TV as the 400-meter individual medley was about to start. So Emily Overholt, who competed in that event, came in fifth. Proud moment. First time my son snubbed food to watch the Olympics. So we're going to read her bio today. And the the questionnaire starts, my name is Emily Overholt, and I am Canadian. So the first question is, the greatest Olympian... Of all time is Clara Hughes, who is also from Winnipeg here, and uh, I believe the only Canadian to medal in both Summer and Winter Olympics. The first Olympics I remember watching was Beijing 2008. Draw a picture of yourself. Now, if anybody can find this, they do draw pictures, and her picture is basically her with a swimming cap on, goggles, and a swimsuit, giving peace signs on both hands. Um, Her favorite, my favorite ice cream flavor is Ben and Jerry's Half-Baked. I don't know if that explains the peace sign or something. Um, This is Ben's alternate to get out of playing Let It Go in the closing uh, moments of the episode here. If I were a baseball player, my walk-up music would be Fergalicious. So you have a choice today, Ben. Fergalicious, Get Low, or Let It Go. Okay. Um, In a movie about my life, I would be played by Mindy Kaling. Uh... The resemblance is striking, if you see the two of them, I guess. Uh, not really, but maybe there's a personality thing. Draw a picture of a Canadian animal. She draws a very juvenile-looking moose that is smiling. 
Wow. My guilty pleasure snack is ice cream or pizza in brackets or both. <laughs> what my favorite song lyric is, what time is it? Summertime from the cast of High School the Musical. <laughs> There's another song. Look at all the options we have today. The most recent TV show that I binge watched is Friends. My biggest fear <laughs> My biggest fear in life is waking up with a spider on my face. <laughs> well, she doesn't want to come to Australia. That happens every second day. <laughs> uh, and the final questions. I can't live without, she said, napping. And what would the coolest Olympic medal look like? She drew a pizza on a metal ribbon <laughs> with the word pizza and three hearts next to it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my son's favorite Olympian, Emily Overholt. Uh, now, now, look, we know Russia's basically being banned for taking drugs. I, I want to get this girl tested um, because that is... <laughs> she wants pizza on a medal. Is that like because she's got the munchies? Like, dude, imagine if I won Her a favorite medal and it was pizza. favorite is Ben and Jerry's Half-Baked. <laughs> Oh, I love these. Keep these up. These are great. These shit all over our fan messages. Um, I just, I just want to quickly hear. I've written this one ready to uh, my future wife, Britt Elmsley. She's at least my future wife on day one. Who knows who will be on day two? Uh, we've written, this is on behalf of all of us, uh, including Colin. You think that she is a? I'll attend the wedding. <laughs> just personal preference. Um, great win and great performance, Britt. <laughs> all of us from off the podium in brackets. No, I'm not going to put the website. Are uh, still cheering you on? We'll buy you the first drink when we get back to Australia set that one in I um oh my best I've just got a notification your message is undergoing moderation oh the AOC will look it up and say whether or not it can go there Jared have you have you downloaded the app have you looked at any of these fair messages yet I have not but I think I need to get onto this because these sound great alright let's I want to um, message some people not to get hurt well I think I think we all <laughs> need to like band together find the most obscure random Australian athlete that no one will ever hear of because they'll finish like last in the taekwondo and like they will never get a fan message and we should like find all the dressage athletes and Jared like load their wall up I love the way you made your horse lift its leg um, so just quickly here, clearly these definitely take their time to go under moderation because we have one here from Roger Bell and Victoria to Richie Port. Your time will come, Richie. Proud of your guts and determination. True blue Aussie. Well done, mate. Um, <laughs> Lydia Williams, I guess I... she plays for the Matildas. Jane from Queensland. Wow, what a game against Germany. So exciting to watch. You did an amazing job. You Always do. Clearly a big fan of Lydia Williams. It's so great to see so many women role models in sport. You make us so proud. Keep it up. There we go. Is there one in there, good luck with your gold tomorrow, (laughs) Mr. Thorpe? Like, (laughs) how far back did Dawn Fraser, you are an inspiration. (laughs) Uh, Here's one. This is... uh, Cassius Clay for the win, 1960. (laughs) Pierre de Coubertin, thank you for inventing the Olympics. Uh, Bobby from Queensland to Kate Campbell. Great job. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> see, Kate was going to stop until she read that message. She was she was done. She'd won a gold. She was going That's home. Right. Now, with the support Just of like Bobby. Just like the other message was to the other day. They planned on getting hurt that day, but when the one kid said, don't get hurt, that's when they finally snapped out of it. Yep, yep, exactly. Here's one to Mac Horton from Kim in Victoria. Enjoy it, Mac. Swim strong. We will cheer you on for every stroke. Now, if you fuck up there, Kim, and don't do it for one stroke, he's not going to win another gold medal. Um, 
It's all on you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I found that one again from All Rimula. Good luck. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, somebody should have sent that to the French gymnast beforehand. <laughs> if only France had fan messages, then um, he would have not broken his leg. Um, final one here uh, uh, Isaac from Western Australia to Brandon Stark. Good luck in the high jump. I really hope Brandon Stark competes in the high jump and isn't like a swimmer or something like that. Brandon really... Stark? Like, if this is a Game of Thrones app or something? Maybe. Maybe. That's exactly... <laughs> oh, hang on. This one's a good one. Tom from Western Australia to Sam Willoughby. I hope you win the BMX. You are very good. Uh... <laughs> I hope you lose He's the not BMX. Very you great, are shit. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> just very good not great <laughs> i think we we need every day all right let's let's do this quickly right now i'm just going to waste some time really quickly let's find give me a sport somebody because i'm going here to uh if i click on i think the badminton athletes could use some support <laughs> you think yeah all right find an athlete here we go uh let's see badminton all right we have gotten five athletes so who do we want to send one to matthew chow Huswan chen lian chu robin middleton or Sawan sarasangi who do we like oh the last so all right here we Sawan. go okay send a fan message okay your name let's put this from jared Actually, no, we'll just put it off the podium. Well, you know, we've got to, we've yes. got to advertise ourselves. And the AOC will get up like three days after us. I'm like, who's this off the podium person? Um, this is live podcasting. Well, not really. I mean, this is recorded. We could edit this out, but we don't because we think we're funny. Um, what, do we want, what do we want to say to Sawan? <laughs> Where, we're from, we'll put Tasmania. Uh, what, what do we want to say? Hit those shuttlecocks well. You do it good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do it good. <laughs> those sh- shuttlecocks one word. Well, it is now. Hit those shuttlecocks well. You do What if we just did something completely unrelated? Like, can I get that 20 you owe me? <laughs> <laughs> you hit my car and didn't leave the insurance details, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, just find our badminton athlete. I like you. Hope you win the high jump. Uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Suad Sarasigi, you hit the shuttlecocks well, you do it good. Um, there we go. He's got a fan. <laughs> All right, this is we need to find yeah. one every day. <laughs> uh. this, is, this is good, and I, I want. Yeah, I definitely. Am, I'm keen to learn more about these Canadian drug takers, uh, as in the the <laughs> recreational drugs. I'm not implying that Canadian athletes take performance enhancing drugs, because otherwise they might win some medals. So um, they clearly don't. Day two uh, is about to be here. Uh, looking ahead, we have got uh, 14 gold medals to be decided today. Um, so two more than today. Uh, and if we look at what medals are being decided, get excited because um, diving begins today. So I know you're on to that one, Jared, already, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad. Um, so if we have a look at what medals are being decided today, uh, women's 10-meter air pistol in shooting is up for grabs. The women's road race in cycling. 
Uh, so if you had fun sitting through all 18 hours of the men's, get ready for the women's. Um, the women's trap shooting is decided today. 53 kilogram division in the women's weightlifting. The women's synchronized three meter springboard in the diving. Don't we love that? Um, as well as the archery, the women's team is decided today. Judo, women's 52 kilogram. Men's 66 kilogram judo. Personally, that's my favorite uh, category in the judo. Um, and going through the men's individual foil fencing. Uh, Colin, you're all on to that one, of course. Foil fencing? Like, what? It's made out of aluminum foil? They yeah. don't even get real swords? They just, yeah, they, 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 Brazil, they can't afford it. The budget, we saw that in the opening ceremony. So <laughs> here's some foil. Uh, and swimming, a couple of events, of course, too. The women's 100-meter butterfly to be decided. Men's 100-meter breaststroke. The women's 400-meter freestyle. And then the men's 4x100-meter freestyle relay. Uh, another bronze coming up, perhaps, in another relay there, Colin. And what are your hopes in the men's 4x1? Um, well, Emily Overholt's in the woman's 400 meter freestyle tomorrow, so we'll be waiting to see if she can walk straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll be, I'll be worried Uh, about her. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the big one here in Canada, I think, will be the diving tomorrow, the, the synchronized diving. Uh, we have a, a really good team for that one. Uh, Pamela Ware and Jennifer Abel, those two are... I'm really hoping they're going to be in medal contention. Maybe even a gold. We might get lucky this early in the Olympics. Sam Stozer, I believe, is in uh, action tomorrow as well. Uh, Jared in the women's singles in the tennis. Should also mention uh, one of my favourite events, the women's real gymnastics gets underway tomorrow. So um, I'll find, no doubt, another future wife who hopefully is legal age. Thanks, Ben. And... um, <laughs> I'm not sure what else uh, we can look forward to. The canoe slalom as well is on tomorrow as well, uh, Jared. So Australia, uh, get excited for the canoe slalom. You'll, you'll be still onto the equestrian though, won't you? Yeah, I mean that's continuing. We've got um, in the tennis Stoza, but also um, Dasher is up against Serena Williams. So I mean oh. we're all hoping for an upset there. <laughs> Are we? Because isn't everybody rooting for another gold for Serena? I, I think even I'm rooting for Serena for a gold. So, except for, for Eugenie, of course. But um, anyway, uh, I'm still I'm we still can't hanging have the out. US catch us on the medal tally yet? Oh, well, that's true. We can't yeah, exactly. Um, and get excited, folks, because um, it's still uh, another 11 days till the modern pentathlon starts. So it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Uh, but this has been a lot of fun. Day one of Rio 2016 is done and dusted. A golden day for Australia and a bronze day for Canada. You still haven't heard the national anthem yet, uh, Colin, but, uh, you know, you, you got very close today, so good job. And there are many days to go till the trampoline, so uh, <laughs> we better get comfortable listening to other countries' national anthems. Yes, I'm sick of hearing the Hungarian national anthem. Oh, it's all I heard today besides the Australian one. Jared, thank you for your time as well. Keep an eye on that dressage, and um, also we'll keep an eye on those water boatmen's going well in the uh, the rowing. Yeah, yep, fingers crossed. And uh, for everybody out there, of course, Facebook, we are on there, Off The Podium Podcast. Uh, you can email us, offthepodium at hotmail.com. We're looking forward to the AOC getting back to us if our uh, comments have been approved. And if you've got team names, perhaps, for Canadian sporting teams or any of the Australian ones, I'm really looking forward to the Australian Modern Pentathlon team name because that will be up there as one of the best. Uh, email that through to us, offthepodium at hotmail.com, and subscribe to us on iTunes uh, or whatever podcast platform you do listen to us on. And 
remember, leave us some feedback. We are on YouTube as well. If perhaps you are on YouTube and would rather listen to us there as well, for whatever reason, then search for Off The Podium on YouTube and you'll be able to find us there. But we'll be back for day two. Uh, get excited for all those events happening. And a big shout-out once again to Thomas Bach for uh, presenting that gold medal around Virginia Thrasher's neck so well. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow here on Off The Podium. Enjoy your night and enjoy your chaswazzers. Stay.